0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast with the science and the screaming to determine what is the single greatest movie of any given year. That's right. My voice belongs to Ryan, and that's me. And you're thinking a couple things right now. One, where's Greg? And the, the, the second thing that you're thinking is also probably, where's Greg? Greg, can you console them right now? I'm right here, everybody. It's okay. So you're going to be on this show, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. This is like, I'm here, I'm holding. I got my hands out. If at any time you fall over, I'm going to grab you and write you, and everything's going to be fine. My steady hand is on this show.
0: All right, for those of you who have never been best friends with Greg, uh, all of that's bullshit. He's going to let me drop and make fun of me as hard as he can. That's the only way. Like wa-
2: a good friend would. That's the
0: only way you're going to learn. Also, a lesser friend is Mike.
2: My voice is here, and it belongs to me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: My name is Mike.
1: Do we have to say that? Is this like one of those Facebook things? All every, all the pictures I post are property of Greg.
0: Well, you're in a weird <laughs> position right now, because you can either uh, blame Mike for stealing my thing. Okay. He just straight up said the thing that I said, or and we can make fun of him, or you can say that same thing, and now it's normal, and we all clearly say it.
1: Mm, Mike... You dropped the ball, son. You repeated the same stupid thing Ryan said, and you're both idiots.
2: As a member of... This is infuriating. When I try, I try to ping him for saying stupid stuff, instead, you just call me a biter. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, this was a good idea.
0: As a member of... Uh,
2: I want to be a lesser friend.
0: <laughs> of text feeds that uh, have both of you in them. How often does Mike say a joke three texts after Greg said a joke? <laughs>
2: That happened once recently. <laughs> Fuck you. Recently, <laughs> yes. real-world no, shit That is into a this. common
0: occurrence where Michael just say it and be like, hey, guys,
1: did you like the thing I said? Check it out. Or just the uh, comment that shows I have not been following the conversation <laughs> at all.
2: Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> and then
1: he just picked up his phone and just typed any old thing into it.
0: I see that on uh, like comments on websites where somebody will say something, and then the next person will say, like, Somebody already said that. Read all 650 yeah. comments before you <laughs> chime in, idiot. That's why when I was when I was first tweeting, I
1: would um, type my tweets into the search to uh, see if. And now I don't <laughs> do that anymore because yeah,
0: this joke's already been fucking made. Twitter's been around for 13 years. I had one re- like during the fall when certain movies come out. I had one where like Tubman. I thought the most historical Tubman was our president Taft. <laughs> Uh, so so I, was that's like, good. I bet nobody's ever said that before Thousands of people yeah. <laughs> thousands. <laughs> you just don't look it up Cut.
1: Uh, I, I remember one day I was sitting there and I was like Cut my jeans into pieces These are my brand new jorts And I got so excited And then I searched it Like hundreds I couldn't
0: even go through all of them <laughs> The exact same wording and everything The most surprising thing that you found on Google though Was that the actual <laughs> lyrics of the Papa Roach song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: that, that's why so many people like,
0: All their songs were about fashion <laughs> And nothing is more about fashion than George, Gentlemen, tonight uh, we're going to do something very special. Mike, why do we do genre what? blast?
2: What the fuck do you want? How do we do genre blast? Why do we do genre blast? So, why do we do genre blast? Uh, because uh, I'm sorry, the establishment only cares about quote unquote important capital I movies that they deem worthy. And we're like, no. Other people matter, too.
1: Actually, we don't, though. The reason we have to do this genre blast is because even though we have that attitude, when it comes time for us to make the choices, we just always pick establishment movies. Yeah, that is true. So we have we the have option to, to not. Yeah. We, we. Every single time, we're like, oh, well, no. we got to talk about the important movies. So we have to do an entire show where we acknowledge that other movies exist. But I think the
0: coolest yeah. type of person is the person who talks how, about how punk rock they are, but only does the things the establishment would have them do. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, it's a Billy Joe type
0: move. We try to make it so other movies aside from drama get talked about. And looking at this year's list, what uh, you guys think we have eight dramas?
1: Yeah, Parasite, Uncut Gems, Little Women, Irishman, Joker, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Midsummer.
0: I mean, Midsummer is kind of like a, a romp. Yeah, dark horse. That's a genre, and it do, it's in it's ineligible for tonight, so it will not be on the horror list, even though it's probably the horror movie of the year. And Joker is not a superhero movie. That's a drama. Like, yeah. the reason it's in there is because, mm. you know, we deemed it a drama.
1: It's a taxi driver, uh, a genre unto <laughs>
0: itself. Uh-huh. Uh, guys, what genre are you most not looking forward to tonight? If I had to not have a question at the ready and think of that on the fly. Uh-huh. Well, for so, me, tonight, it's got to be horror.
2: And I think we're in alignment here, Greg, because I don't know what horror, other than Midsummer. I don't know if there's some great horrors in 2019. There's
0: one other one, right? Besides are: us right? Us is us, yeah. Actually, I did. Uh, these genres were given to me by the board. Okay, okay. Of so course. I don't want you guys to scream at me, but I have us in a different category. What? <sighs> what? I'm what gonna it, scream. What is horror? Does it need supernatural? What? Does it need is horror murder? No. Oh, uh,
1: okay. yeah. I think you no. I I don't think I don't think horror needs
0: supernatural um scream was horror yeah so uh you know uh, but no i think that was supernatural and it was like more natural than natural it was supernatural very natural natural
2: than natural (laughs) that's rob zombie singing about his girlfriends where
0: i guess
1: we'll find out where you put it but i mean i i guess thriller yeah
0: it's in thriller as of right now
1: but i would i mean it get out didn't have a supernatural element that was certainly a horror movie right yeah
0: who knows you know like every every movie's three genres when you
1: start trying when you start having these conversations i think you
0: end up getting nowhere the other thing well, too, especially like horror versus thriller thrillers just what people
2: who don't want to be made fun of for like ho- liking horror say they're into yeah
0: if something is like uh 3 stars or better it moves from horror to thriller you know wh- like silence of the lambs when something is a thriller
1: though it's generally suspenseful but it doesn't actually get to scary you can feel a moment where If they wanted to, they could make the movie a lot more scary. In horror, they take the opportunity to actually give you a fright.
0: Thriller is when uh, the director's like, wait, don't have them come in right now. Wait three seconds. And then just film all of that. (laughs) But nobody dies. It's just three extra seconds. All right, we're going to, I'm sure, discuss the meanings of genres, their definitions and why we have them, while we're trying to figure out what are the 2019 winners of Genre Blast. Gregory. Yes. As our consummate host... And uh, who I wish had the mic in his hand right now to host. I'm going to let you pick first. Here are the genres action, comedy, horror. Those are three separate genres. Okay. Sci fi, family, thriller, romance, and crime. Let's do, I'm going to do sci fi, Ryan. All right. We are going to determine the. 2019 sci fi movie, right now.
1: Ryan, can I ask you a quick question? What, great. just, are we saying the best movie? Or are we saying like the best performing movie? Or are we saying like the most iconic of 2019? It has
0: nothing to do with our feelings about it, although it's impossible to not let those seep in. Yeah. We try and they do. And we do not care about box office. When uh, future aliens who are like trying to do the AI thing of like working mm-hmm. in snow and finding little boys, uh-huh. robot boys, uh, what the fuck? They're gonna—they're gonna think Do about watch the movie AI. You don't think that's gonna happen in it, but then it does. Uh, they're gonna look back. They're gonna think like, "What was the 2019 sci-fi yeah. movie?" That's and gonna be like the first thing they think. <laughs> <laughs> These
2: nerdy ass aliens.
0: And what's weird is it's gonna be AI because they don't care about years anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like 2019. That's AI. Uh, your number one seed <laughs> is Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Your number eight seed is Hellboy.
1: Oh wow. Uh, now, of course, Star Wars not a sci-fi movie. Star Wars space
0: fantasy. Everybody knows that science mm-hmm. fiction. <laughs> it's there is no science in Star Wars. No, it's
2: science fact. It's <laughs>
0: <laughs> it all happened a long, long time ago.
2: Hellboy.
1: This is a really cool comic that has had maybe one or two okay movies, but this was not. This was not the movie that. This gonna, was
0: not that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the GDT movies, the two movies. Uh, this mm-hmm. one came back, at, I thought like an appropriate time. With an appropriately like famous actor, yeah, like
2: was, yeah, David Harbor could have crushed this,
0: and like everyone loved him, but he wasn't like making thirty million a year. And then everyone stood up and said, "I don't give a shit about this.
1: This movie sucks." So I guess I'm going to say Star Wars. I'll, I think it has to be yeah, right? right. Yeah, it certainly like had more of a cultural impact
0: than Hellboy did.
2: Than Hellboy, a movie I forgot existed. <laughs> yes, I think so.
0: Here's another one. Your number two seat is at Astra versus your number seven, and guys. I don't think we talked about this in our franchise episode. Terminator Dark Fate came out, and this was supposed oh, to save the franchise.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was supposed to be like its triumphant return. It's got Linda Hamilton in it, uh-huh. right? Lindy Hams.
0: Because I Hams. said, watching the preview, oh, this is what they needed. Like, this is why Terminator Geniasis didn't work. No Linda Hamilton. Uh-huh. But still, everybody was like, fuck And it you. had
1: uh, our girl from Halt and Catch Fire. Yes. Cameron Howe. Toby Eaves McGillis. Toby McGillicuddy. But this is another one where it's like, I forgot this movie existed, yeah. and I saw a lot of movies in 2019, a whole lot of them. So, and what was that, the other one? Ad Astra. Ad Astra. Okay, I think Ad Astra had more of an impact than Terminator. Certainly, I saw it for one in a packed
0: house. <laughs> it's got Brad Pitt. Uh, I, I think the argument might be it's sci-fi in like when only when you like squint at it. Yeah, like there's a mm-hmm. moon race shootout. Uh-huh. But other than that, it's just a guy in a therapy office that we have to watch. A lot of voiceover. Well, I think
2: therapy is science fiction. In real life, it doesn't actually help anybody.
0: Terminator was almost like aggressively forgotten so hard. Yeah. That, like, I think it has to be at Astra, though.
1: Yeah, for sure. It was erased from our memories.
0: As we go through this, you guys might figure out that it wasn't the best year for sci-fi. Your number three seed is Alita Battle Angel okay. versus Men in Black International.
2: Wow. Oh, at least around these parts, Alita Battle Angel has to take... I've had... I'm so surprised the amount of conversations about Alita Battle
0: Angel in my life. Yeah, well, Taylor's not here, so we don't have to pick it. <laughs> there, there are things
1: to appreciate about Alita Battle Angel. It is super cheesy, super corny, um, and dumb in most ways, but it was kind of cool. It was a fun time at the movies, but it was yeah, just one of these like aggressively dumb action sci-fi movies, but certainly better than the other one.
2: Yeah, I think Men in Black was also aggressively forgotten. I, like it, it was a weird, men, the the Men in Black neuralizer came around and made us forget about half of these movies this year.
0: How would you even remember that if that happened? If you have been neuralized, well, I have seen
2: maybe it. Maybe I got double neuralized.
0: I've seen two huge pushes on Twitter. One is for an elite sequel. Like please, just like I promise, we'll go to the theater this time if you make it. Uh, versus, please, no more Men in Blacks. You know, so then I think it has to go to Alita.
1: As somebody said recently on one of our shows, if you can't take Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, (laughs) like your franchise cannot be saved if you can't bring in those heavy hitters and still not manage to save it.
0: Thor was on the outs, and then they had those two together, and then we got Ragnarok. Your final battle for sci fi of the first round is Godzilla King of the Monsters versus Dark Phoenix.
2: Uh, well, I think we're going to finally not go chalk. Uh, nobody liked it, but I think more people saw and talked about Dark Phoenix and King of the Monsters.
0: Yeah, for sure, right? It's weird how Dark Phoenix is in sci-fi, where every other superhero movie, and there were a lot, is in action. Is there something more sci-y, in Dark Phoenix? They literally go up into, it's aliens, like they go up
1: into space, and then mm-hmm. she gets infected with an alien, and then a bunch of other aliens come. But in, in terms of like X-Men space missions, they're like... They're right by Earth when it happens, and they scoot right on back.
2: Yeah, they're like, oh, never mind. And this is expensive. They pulled it, a Yui.
1: It does the thing that like every comic book movie that has gone into space recently has done. Like, They go into space, and someone's like, huh, guess we're doing space missions now. <laughs> it's like, bitch, I have seen that line so many times. Please stop saying it. I'm sorry that when you go into space, you have to be cool about it. But from this point forward, whenever anybody's going to space, all they can say is like,
0: all right, neat. Or at least say the line of like, Oh, I guess I have to say that line right now about how we're going to do space <laughs> missions now, all right, so Godzilla goes away, even though that has sequels coming out and Dark Phoenix is done, so that sucks for Godzilla. Uh, what I'm learning is that this was not a good year for no, these sci-fi. were all terrible. No. um so next up we have Star Wars versus Dark Phoenix, Star Wars yeah. And then Ad Astra versus Alita Battle Angel. I say Ad Astra. Here's why it was a bad year for
1: sci-fi movies. Because Ad Astra was supposed to be our, like, contact or, or, you know, our- Interstellar. Yeah. Arrival. Instead, it was an absolute- Arrival. Yes. That was good. You know, Arrival was a dope movie. A a sci-fi movie for adults. Yeah. Instead, it was really kind of a stinky piece of shit. Uh, and so it's, like, it is, it is what shows us that it was such a bad year for sci-fi, and because of that, I think it should move on.
0: But, okay, so, like, representative of what a stinky year this was? Yeah, because then it'll be this versus Star Wars, and it'll be like,
1: yes, that's fitting.
0: But I, I think that there's a lot of people, not enough, but a lot of people who, like, really, if I may, stan Alita, where no one gives a shit about Ad Astra. Like, people tried uh, to come out, and they tried to be passionate, and no one gives a fuck.
1: I would watch that moon like the the driving across the moon, that, that did deliver. Yes, it did. That was a good scene. And then there are things that happen in this that make you say, this isn't, like you pointed this out, Ryan, part of what makes it not be science fiction is the science in the movie is really busted because it's kind of just like you're trying to do the heart of darkness thing in space and so you're going to make the science conform to whatever you need and most of the time in this movie you're like I don't think that's how that works
0: actually <laughs> which is why we, uh, we appreciate like loose adaptations yeah. instead of being like Brad Pitt saying like and then next in Heart of Darkness this happened <laughs> and now I will go <laughs> here uh, Mike I think you have the final vote Alita versus Ed Astra
2: I gotta go I think Alita made a bigger cultural imprint
0: and would Ad Astro have been better if it was Ed Asner?
2: Yes, that's what I always, I always think is the Ed Asner biopic.
0: Now this is interesting because in our finals, Alita is small but beloved. Yeah, Star Wars is huge but be hated, be hated, hated, <laughs> much like Marie Antoinette. But like, does Alita stand a chance here? I I don't think based on our criteria it
1: does. I don't think this is we're supposed to be like biggest sci fi movie was Alita Battle Angel.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, and then if we want to get like calculating, like, what was the budget? What did each make? But I think Elita still didn't make that much, and Star Wars still made a fuck ton. So that doesn't. Yeah, it's it's impossible to take down the behemoth that is Star Wars.
0: I think that the the way that we should do this is like the anti Avatar. What in five years, ten years, twenty years? What won't be Avatar just totally forgotten? What will still be talked about? And I think that for a lot of reasons, good and bad, it has to be Rise of Skywalker.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in five years, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Alita Battle, Angel. That's so weird, because people didn't really care for that movie, but now there's that whole park at Disneyland. <laughs> the
0: Alita <laughs> Battle World. So, Star Wars, congratulations. You are our sci-fi movie of 2019. Michael, you're up next. Action comedy horror, family thriller, romance crime. You know
2: what we would never do enough of? Mm. Romance. romance. Let's romance the stone, baby.
0: Okay, let's fall in love with The Rock. Your number one seed... And this is from Letterboxd, is Portrait of a Lady on Fire.
1: Oh, man. I want to see this movie so bad, and I never, I never got a chance.
0: You know what I was thinking about doing, mm. uh, just saying that I saw it? I'm just going to start telling people I watched <laughs> it, and it was really good.
1: I feel like we have a friend, a shout out to Tompkins, who will tell you his reviews of movies he hasn't seen.
0: And, uh-huh. and he sounds like a big idiot? Yeah.
1: That's the most ridiculous thing you can do, <laughs> except when I'm going to do it right here, I, I really feel like I'm gonna love this hauntingly beautiful movie that at times made me feel angry, but still ultimately confirmed my love of, of beauty.
0: And I know, like, it seems like homework, like it's vegetables, it's hard to watch, but like the the beauty of each shot takes you away so much that mm-hmm. you can't be, but like, swept away by its glory. Uh-huh. That's going up against what men want: a remake of what women want, starring oh, no. Taraji P Henson as the in the Mel Gibson role no thumbs down so guys what is the least like avatar
2: <laughs> <laughs> because avatar is forgettable so it's what's more memorable and, that- and also
1: like I, I think what we want is fairly clear <laughs> i think we have a culture mm-hmm. that expresses our wants basically nonstop. <laughs> Like it's not the idea of what do women want is supposed to be hard because women are supposed to be enigmatic and because society has spent less time like reflecting on women's lives. Mm-hmm. What men want, look around you. I think this is the world that we, we, we build. This horrific yeah, bullshit. This, all this all this nonsense is apparently what we wanted. I think it's
0: obvious that what men want is more glorious symphonies of cinema like Portrait of a Lady on Fire, my favorite yes. movie of all time.
1: As always, we speak for men.
0: So portrait moves on. Uh, your next matchup is number two Long with Charlize and Seth versus- Oh, that was this year. Fuck, this was a long year. It was. Versus Atlantics, a movie that we all know to be on Netflix.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and we, again, we all mean to
0: see. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Like Long Shots. Like Long Shots. We shot. can't wait for that long plane ride. I've been told Long Shots is better than you would think. Well,
0: you don't know the name of the movie. It's Long Shot.
2: That's thi- what I said. You're
0: thinking of the coming sequel, Long Shots.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's about their baby. Long shot
0: <laughs> Colin Long shots. Um, but yeah, uh, this I think was the first theatrically released romantic comedy in a while that like people were like, "I'll go see it." Not a lot, but some. Uh-huh. I think this has to move on.
1: Yeah, it's got both Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron
0: mm-hmm. e- at equal parts of their career. Your third seed is a Netflix original. Who and Netflix is trying to bring back the rom com, right? Like they'll just uh-huh. take over. Yeah, uh, and it's always be my baby. After the hot on the heels of uh, what's it called? Two Monpu. Thanks for everything. Did you say baby? Is it maybe? It's maybe. Always be my baby. Sorry. Did I say baby again? You just did it again. <laughs> yeah. What's your it's, deal? It, there's no babies involved. <laughs> baby be my baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the one with the little girl who, like, and all of her letters get sent up? To all
2: the boys I've loved before. And, uh, Julie Newmar. To all the boys, too. P.S. I love you. Julie Newmar just came out, and it, w- it was fun. It was fun.
0: Always be my baby.
2: Maybe. What is your deal? Maybe you'll get this one right. Baby, baby, baby.
0: Is going against Last Christmas, where uh, Khaleesi... Uh, is like a jerk, and then the preview made everyone know that it was a ghost, and then it turns out it was a ghost. (laughs) Uh,
2: Always Be My Maybe uh, with the dad from Fresh Off the Boat and Ali Wong and Keanu was a fucking delight. This has to move on. Yeah,
1: this movie actually made people happy, and people talked about how it made them happy. Nobody saw Last Christmas and was like,
0: man, this feels good. There's an argument based on like our criteria that always be my maybe nice uh, first try should be in our top eight. Like yeah, the like the way that they watched these two actors together that everyone saw it because it was on Netflix. The Keanu Reeves thing. Um, so yeah, uh, that one might be hard to beat. Your final matchup of the first round is isn't it romantic? A movie that Greg, both and I have seen. Uh, it was the one with what's her name. Rebel Wilson? (laughs) Rebel Wilson, satire of rom-coms. Perfect premise, poor execution. uh Uh-huh. Versus The Souvenir, a movie that is about Tilda Swinton's best friend, (laughs) wrote and directed it. (laughs) Starring Tilda Swinton's daughter? Starring Tilda Swinton's daughter, and she did not receive the script. Everyone else did, and she just received letters that Tilda Swinton's best friend wrote in college when the movie took place.
2: Based on what Ryan said of a portrait of a lady, an artist on fire, I don't... (laughs) Think he's seen the souvenir? <laughs> I think he's just like I can just string them along and make yeah, shit up. They'll be like,
0: Whoa. "Whoa, that's profound." I, I, I for one have seen and loved maybe "Be My Portrait of a Baby on Fire," <laughs> and it's wonderful. Uh neither one of these have the biggest social ripple.
1: No, um, as you said, the isn't it romantic? It it just felt like any moment now this movie's really gonna turn out. They're gonna start making these jokes work. Everything just felt like a missed opportunity. But someone that we like is in it and was really good in it, but now I can't remember who. So Burt Reynolds. (laughs) Burt Reynolds. It was Burt Reynolds. Really did a great job in
0: David Schwimmer? Chris Hemsworth?
1: No, it's no. Don't even
0: worry about it. Oh, no, you
1: know who it is? The lady from Glee. Betty. The lady from Glee, the blonde
0: one. Jane Lynch. Betty Gilpin. Betty Gilpin wait she- not from glee from glow glow excuse me <laughs>
2: we did this it. is fun for everybody
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is just good radio is what this is uh but betty gilpin was in it and i thought she was really good
0: she was also chris hemsworth was good uh he has a couple times where he's trying to be romantic and then turns around in a leading man way but like knocks over a person carrying uh-huh. a tray or something um but like it's hard to move the souvenir on yes yes okay Sure. well nigh right. impossible so I agree with you guys. It's Portrait of a Lady on Fire versus Isn't It Romantic.
1: Well, we know how much we're gonna like Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've,
0: I watched it in the last and it's amazing. Yeah, we've
1: only said things so about romantic. it that are gonna be borne out by actually watching it.
0: Why don't I cut both of those movies? I know this is breaking bracket rules, and let's just go to Long Shot versus Always Be My Maybe.
2: Always be my maybe. Always be my maybe. Long shot people talk the shit out of it and it had that fake band. Uh, It has a lot of songs that slap. I've listened to their three songs that they released
0: a bunch of times throughout this year. By Always and the Be My Babies? Yeah. Um,
2: Also,
1: 2019, I think we're at like, we're as crazy about Keanu Reeves in 2019 as ever. He's gonna like... He's he's a bacon status. He's spraying to every field, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Like, John Wick is still a thing. Um, He's gonna be be in the video game. Yeah, so it's like uh, they announced that Bill and Ted... coming back Mm -hmm. so that 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 seems like a fit and this movie was a very big part of that
0: the thing that's crazy too is that like a lot of people want to talk shit on non-theatrical releases but for always be my maybe to fight through all of the rest of what's dumped on netflix and like find an audience Uh is very impressive you know like that takes a ton of word of mouth so i'm sorry long shot i thought you were very good But Always Be My Maybe is the romance of the year.
1: Let's face it. It was always a long shot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When we come back, man, more. Greg, we have done sci-fi. That is Star Wars. We have done romance. That is Always Be My Maybe. You are up next to choose. You have comedy and horror, family and thriller, and crime. I'll take thriller, Ryan. All right. Thriller for how many? For 200. Too bad. You get this. Your number one seed is Us. Your number eight seat is Escape Room. Now, Mike, you typically see movies like Escape Room. Did you see this shit? Guess what I've seen.
2: <laughs> I saw Escape Room. It's great. It got this. It's got the best friend from Atypical, a show the world definitely loves and talks about all the time. Uh it's got the boyfriend from Insecure. It's got a lot of people. If you're in Mike's world, this movie was huge <laughs> for the genre and the actors. It's got Deborah Wall from Daredevil. It's got He-Man I from love of this movie.
0: Universe. He's just in the room.
2: <laughs> it uh I I enjoyed this movie. It, it's like uh it had that old Saw Purge feeling.
1: <laughs> An old-fashioned purge music.
0: I'm a little nervous that us is too big to be on here. Yeah, this might be done before yeah. we go. Like, do you want to make an argument for escape room over us, Mike?
2: No, escape room isn't a good movie. <laughs> it's a it's a great premise, isn't it?
0: Should we talk about the fact mm-hmm. that the three of us are very smart, very handsome, and the best of friends, and the three of us have never done an escape room together?
2: We're not good at math, and all those
0: fucking puzzles are. Math. I always yeah, I always felt like
1: I would be bad at it.
2: So I and I don't do things that I'm bad at. Yeah, which why, is why would you I don't do you do most yeah. things. I don't play soccer. the The puzzles in the movie escape room I could do because that's like clues and putting things together. The puzzles in real escape room is all math, which is my. Boo.
0: Math. Yeah, man, I've never met anybody worse at math than you. You are stupid. Your number two seed Shut and up. guys, again, the thriller category is all over the place. Your number two seed is the lighthouse. Okay. Your, oh, your number seven seed is the report, which is a very uh, like uh, I don't know docudrama procedural with yep. Adam Driver trying to like put all the papers together about
1: oh, yeah. who should
0: get go to jail on I the have government. these papers <laughs> you know here's your report <laughs> quotes like these are, that
1: these are good driver impressions uh, <laughs> I was into that movie and then I heard there's a bunch of scenes with torture in them mm. and I then I decided
0: not to, to watch it uh, then I got way uh, into based it. on the amount of paperwork is uh, who's being tortured the audience oh what was the other one? The Lighthouse.
1: The
2: Lighthouse. That wins. Yeah, it isn't... Uh, it? Was I was thrilled. I, I was still have not
1: seen this movie. This is probably the movie oh, from 2019 dude. that I haven't seen that I'm, <sighs> I most want to.
0: I think that you would hate it more in like that Greg way of hating than Midsommar. It's... A fucking nightmare. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's horrifying. Huh? It's imagine uh being forced to spend a weekend with Brian and I <laughs> and it's it is that Oh,
0: but like with no sobriety. Like we're shit faced the entire <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: time. <laughs> there's there's never we wake up drunk, we only get drunk. I, like,
0: I want to ask questions about
1: what it's really like because you know, the the preview is very impressionistic. But I feel like you're supposed to go into it not under like not knowing exactly what's gonna what it's gonna be like.
0: It's definitely do yeah. you wanna know now? Sure. And, uh, the rest of the audience, it's definitely one of those movies that like uh, wants you to feel the torture that these two are going
1: through,
0: <laughs> and it, it makes you feel. it. And I loved it; I loved every second of it. But yeah. like you, like it goes through your veins.
1: <laughs> Dang!
0: Your number three seed of thriller is Glass, which again doesn't fit with any of these movies. Your number uh, six seed is extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile.
2: That was the this Ted year. Bundy
0: movie. The Ted Bundy movie.
2: The Zac Efron. Not the
0: Tom Hanks 9-11 movie, which was extremely t- close and...
2: Loud and incredibly... And extremely cl- vile. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, the sequel to both, they're going to meet up. 9-11 and Ted Bundy start fighting the world.
0: I saw neither. I only heard bad things about both. Uh, none of them caused a ripple. I don't care. Let's move on. <laughs> Mike, what's your vote? Glass or Extremely Wicked?
2: <laughs> I saw Glass. Extremely Wicked moves. On.
0: Extremely Wicked. By Glass. Your final round is Ready or Not, which is Samara... Yeah, it, it looks awesome. Um, And it's a little sort of ussy, a little parasite like she's a new bride introduced to a family, uh, versus Velvet Buzzsaw, another Netflix one from all the Nightcrawler people. So Jake Gyllenhaal and Tony Gilroy about an artist and then... I'm going to assume thrilling stuff happened.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it did seem a lot like it was going to be a lot like Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Like this artist that kept pushing the envelope and then maybe eventually like actually starts hurting people.
0: And I love Nightcrawler. Uh-huh. But I heard so much dumb shit about this movie that I just did not even watch it. Even though it's readily available to me at, with streaming at all times.
1: Ready or not looked like it was going to be fun. Like one of these movies where a lot of horrible things happen and the whole time you're just like kind of titillated. Right. Like, or not titillated, I guess, but just like kind of entertained.
0: I wondered if Ready or Not like made all audiences disappointed. Like the horror thriller audiences yeah. thought it was too much of a comedy. The comedy audiences thought it was too fucked up. But yeah, one of these has to move on, guys.
2: I say Ready or Not, Ready or Not. I've heard it. It was lumped in with uh, what's that movie we all liked with Daniel Craig? Knives, Knives Out. out. Yeah. And there's a there's another movie. It did seem- there was like a trilogy of these movies about like rich family. Parasite? No. Uh, uh, even on a Ready or Not level. Oh, it doesn't matter. Move on. Okay.
0: Ready or Not also moves on. It's us versus Extremely Wicked.
1: Us.
2: Us.
0: And then Ready or Not versus The Lighthouse.
1: The The Lighthouse. lighthouse. Yeah, that feels right.
0: And then was this us's championship the entire time? Us versus The Lighthouse.
1: I say us, but I'm glad we did the exercise.
2: I, I don't know, though. I mean, maybe it's just like one's the beginning, of the year, one's the end. The Lighthouse has more stock in it, I think, right now.
0: I know, but like us is Jordan Peele. And the director of The Witch, The Vavich, and <laughs> the, Vavitch. the Lighthouse is not Jordan Peele. This has got to be us. What do I would like think... to see is us versus The Lighthouse. Do you guys think the three of us could beat up a lighthouse?
1: Beat oh, yeah. up Fuck a lighthouse? Uh-huh. Tall Come on. Jump kicks and stuff. What? No. This... If, they're old. If we wear sunglasses. There is nothing we could do to a lighthouse. Oh,
0: I think we could do some damage, bro.
1: Do you think there's gonna be a time in the future where people are like, us was not understood in its own
0: time? I think that's right now. Yeah. I think that's happening, yeah.
2: <laughs> but they're also saying, and we still don't understand it.
0: <laughs> if you could please explain it to me, I would appreciate
1: that. I, I want I want someone to explain to me why it's a really good movie, not because I am sure I disagree, but because I just it feels like maybe it's there, but I don't know.
0: I think it is good. I think it is Close to great and far from great in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I think that a lot of people glommed onto it. I don't like. I don't want to say baby's first good movie, but there's so many conversations that come out of it that like I think people tally the conversations as like then this must be quality. Yeah. Where that Mm. that's not an equal thing to measure, you know. All right, Mike, for the final bracket, and then the other ones just go away forever. You've got action, comedy, horror, family, and crime.
2: Let's. I mean, action. We know it's going to be Endgame, so let's not even do that exercise. Let's. I don't know what fucking comedies came out this year. Let's figure out what that. Yeah, I think this was. one's going to be obvious. And right?
0: we're, the, we're the comedy boys, right? We're so funny. Yeah. Fu- fu- fucking funny. Fucking. I fucking think we're so fucking funny. Your first one is Knives Out. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. It's a pretty strong start. Your eight seat is Good Boys. Oh. Oh, yeah. the baby, super bad. Yeah. I saw Good Boys, and how was it? How was it? I laughed a couple times.
1: How were the main the main child actors?
0: The three were good. Okay, they were better than their material for sure. Okay, yeah, they were. There were scenes where they knew, like, oh, you just you went for the easy joke here. Okay, Uh, I mean, I'll say it, but like, Uh, I could probably improv a little bit better if you gave uh, me five minutes. Uh, It's fine. It's worth watching. Uh, Knives Out has probably more laughs and is very clearly a much better movie.
1: Yeah uh out just so great because it was ryan johnson just like flexing on everybody right as star wars was like self-immolating mm-hmm. he was just like by the way here's my little movie i guess it's pure entertainment <laughs> i don't know what to tell you
2: did that is really like the perfect stars alignment. yeah like <laughs> it, it, it could it, if it came out this year like if something happened to the studios it would not have had the same resonance
0: did you guys guffaw like were there multiple out loud oh guffaws? yeah for sure
2: yeah, uh, Craig belting it out to Sondheim while somebody's like almost getting murdered in the next room. Like, there's stuff like that that was very. We funny.
0: don't. We're not doing this movie this season. Like, this was the shittiest one that was left oh, out. Man. Who do you guys think is the comedy MVP?
1: Oh, I definitely say Chris Evans.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Evans is good. Uh, that other cop, not like yeah. Steve there's Field, another cop who's like cop. a punchline machine, and I do think that Anna Armist does does get a little bit of credit. But Knives Out is moving on. Number two is Jojo Rabbit.
2: Again, I don't know
0: if this should be in this category. Versus Zombieland Double Tap, I don't know if this should be in this category.
1: Well, let's talk about the plump little boy that does such a good job in Jojo Rabbit. Guys, he's so chubby. Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. He's a a deliciously chubby little boy with adorable glasses.
0: He will double tap that nacho cheese machine.
1: He just just gets it. I think he's going to be one of these... Like child actors that grows out of his acting ability, and then looks back and is like, "I'm not sure how I did that. I can't do it anymore." <laughs> but he is just so like so natural and so funny. In yes.
0: This. If I was Wes Anderson watching this movie, I would like uh, be in the theater with my little clipboard, and then I would smash it on my knee sure. and be like, "Get me that kid. You
1: bring that child to me instantly. <laughs> Put an apple
0: in his mouth. I will eat him. Dead <laughs> or alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, alive. But you know, you get my idea. I'm very into it."
2: <laughs> quickly, Dead or alive just <laughs> means quickly,
0: right? This one's rough because the only reason that Zombie Land, or it's not rough at all. The only reason Zombie Land had any ripple was because it was a sequel. Uh-huh. Whereas JoJo Rabbit had actual ripples, right?
1: Yeah, real should life we, ripples. Should we move on? Let's
0: do it. RLR. Uh, your number three is Booksmart.
1: Oh shit, Booksmart.
0: Yeah, the poor idiot that has is. to go against it is yesterday, where somebody got hit in the head what? and knew all the Beatles songs, and nobody else knew the Beatles songs.
1: I saw this movie. Was that a comedy? Was that I, on a plane? I saw this movie. No. My wife rented it, and she was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to put this movie on. <laughs> you can either like shut up and go somewhere else, or I'll wait until you're not around and then watch it. But don't just sit here and rip on this movie the entire time.
2: And so she knew it would be bad before she hit. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. And like super up her alley. Uh, Yeah. I don't think, I I think it's obvious that it's going to be a flawed movie. And so I will say starting from that position, you know, it goes in there and it, it, it's a workmanlike movie and it earns some laughs and it's about how we like the, the music of the Beatles and maybe a couple of kind of unexpected things happen. Many, many expected things happen. It's not that bad, but it's not a movie like, book smart where the entire time you're just so excited and happy and it feels like this is what movies are supposed to be this is what they're supposed to show you this is like how it's supposed to feel to watch them it's nothing like that
0: it's one of those movies that's like uh the time is now you wish that it was two hours from now why don't you put this on and i will take you through that journey? travel through time
1: sometimes you're about to put on a movie and you're like Okay, I'm gonna put on a movie, but I want one where I can look at my phone uh-huh. almost the entire and time and not feel guilty. Yeah, I'm exactly. not missing
0: the director's uh, you know themes and stuff. I had that same movie, and it was about music. But I'm a bigger Bruce fan than Beatles fan, uh-huh. so I had that movie, Blinded by the Light. Okay, yeah, and it was the same thing. And like, I enjoyed it. Would never recommend it to anyone else.
2: Wait, is Blinded by the Light about somebody getting hit in the head, waking up, and nobody knows? Bruce It is not that, that far end. off.
0: Like, it is basically <laughs> that. <laughs>
2: If this is a new subgenre of movies, I'm into it. Let's do it until people are like, nobody remembers the crash test dummies, but me.
0: <laughs> but uh, Booksmart almost made our top eight. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna say it's Booksmart. De- I, uh, yeah, Booksmart yes. being like, you know,
1: very much our type of movie.
0: Your fourth seat is Shazam again, Good. not making the action category. We decided that Dark Phoenix is sci-fi, Shazam is comedy.
1: That makes sense to me.
0: Your fifth seat, because it did not make the top eight, is The Farewell.
2: Oh fudge. Uh, I, which one made you laugh more? The farewell. Yeah, I would say the farewell and laugh
1: like deeper. There are funny things mm-hmm. in Shazam, a lot of funny things. Um but the farewell that's a movie that like I don't know, you connect more with emotionally and that leads to better yeah. humor.
2: I don't know, I don't want to meet the person who connected more to Shazam <laughs> than The Farewell. I've watched both, and this one defines but me. But Shazam,
1: I understand why it would be in the comedy bracket, and it was extremely funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially for one of these, you know, DC superhero movies. There
0: were certain ways that Shazam connected to me that The Farewell could have. Like, instead of like uh, worrying about this old lady... If somebody in the farewell had gone to, like, the top of a building that she was at and thrown her out a window as hard as uh-huh. they could, I would've, that would have hit me hard. Or if,
1: if the grandma and the main character were both, like, floating in the sky, and the grandma gives her, like, big speech, <laughs> and then the granddaughter's just like, I can't hear anything here. <laughs> hey, farewell,
0: I know that you don't have that big of a budget. Figure it out.
1: Yeah, just w- do it. What are we just doing here?
0: Wires? <laughs> Question
1: mark. <laughs> I wrote down just one note here. It just said wires? <laughs> this is...
0: Uh, Do something with that. (laughs) I would say this is the most brutal final four that we've had. It's Knives Out, Jojo, Rabbit, Booksmart, and The Farewell. Let's start with... Good year for comedy, I guess. But they're all like basically dramas and have a lot more going on, you know? Yeah. There's no airplanes (laughs) here. Knives Out versus The Farewell.
1: If we're just... uh, This is the comedy bracket.
0: Let's lean into comedy. I think Knives
1: Out. I say
2: The
0: Farewell. What about the impact, though? As mm-hmm. a comedy. Owning twenty nineteen. As a comp, uh, I think these two are tied. Can we do that in brackets? You can't.
2: No, but
0: you know, I'm probably
1: the show's foremost farewell proponent. But I just think looking at it through just this lens, it does it feels mm-hmm. like knives out to me.
0: Alright, farewell. Sorry they're racist. The next one is JoJo Rabbit versus BookSmart. And I would say that Jojo My vote is Booksmart. Jojo Rabbit probably made me laugh more, but yeah, it had so many more comedic flaws.
1: Yeah, I would say Booksmart definitely. Again, there's like, there's a way in which a movie makes you feel better about laughing, and Booksmart, like, I always felt like my laughs are pointed in the right direction. There are some laughs mm-hmm. in Jojo Rabbit where should I be doing? That? Yeah, it's like, what exactly are we all laughing at? You know, there's ways in which anti-Semitism <laughs> is made the subject of fun, where you're not quite sure that it is really just anti-Semitism right. that's being made fun of. Yeah,
0: and just knowing that uh, YTT is. Like pro Semitism maybe isn't enough. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, I bet he means well. It's still weird. <laughs> so, your comedy of 2019 is Book Smart, your sci fi is Star Wars, your thriller is Us, and your romance is Always Be My Maybe. And that's all we have time for. Mike, tell us about as many websites as you can think of in the next 30 seconds.
2: Yourpopfilter.com is where our stuff lives. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon is how you can help us but still shop at Amazon. Patreon.com slash yourpopfilter is how you can help us without helping Amazon at all, and we give you extra content if you do that. That's yourpopfilter.com. Nope, Patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Greg,
0: filter. you to yes. get in touch with us, how would you do that?
1: One, five, no, we don't have the phone we have anymore. We don't have that anymore, yeah. Contact, at, <laughs>
0: We're contact
1: at yourpopfilter.com or on the Twitter at yourpopfilter or Instagram at YourPopFilter. That's all the ways I think. Mike,
0: tell us about the phone number that Greg forgot.
2: Once upon a time, there was a DJ (laughs) who also became a. Mike, tell us about that. But he woke up and he was. The other
0: pop filter shows that we have.
2: Uh, We have the superhero show where Cassie from the Unnatural Twenties leads Ryan and myself by the hand through every single TV. Based on comics. Right. <laughs>
0: the week. way that you're saying that is like there's a real problem with the OCD, our other show. <laughs> and
2: no- then there's the other show. <laughs> there is no Greg. There is no Cassie. There's only Zool. And we go through and talk about every episode of the OCD. And which one
0: of us is Zool? Have we decided yet?
2: <laughs> no, that's the, the real okay, fight. I'm Zool.
1: Every friendship group has I'm Zool. one Zool. Your Zool. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: you're gozer at best, Keymaster. <laughs>
0: That was a double Ghostbusters insult. (laughs) Now I have to float above your bed and blow you. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, When we come back next week, we'll be doing a different 2019 movie that was not one of the ones that we talked about. One of the biggies. Yeah, one of the eight biggies, as they call them. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Greg, I'm Ryan. For Mike, I'm Greg. For Greg, I'm Mike. For Greg, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, no one's Taylor. Nobody likes that guy. Bye.